Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Introvert Attraction Podcast. In our last episode, we talked about the importance of perspective when we are evaluating how we are doing on our dating and relationship journeys. It's very easy to turn dating into a series of goals to accomplish, which then in turn makes it very easy to judge yourself and measure your progress based on what you're achieving, what goals you're accomplishing, and where you think you should be on your journey. So by learning how to shift from measuring your quote-unquote achievement or the success of your actions, it can be very empowering to start to take a step back from that and to look at progress in a way of things that you can control, which is your mindset, your values, and whether you're learning and growing on your dating journey. Because even though you are out there trying to meet someone to be in a relationship with, this is also a solo journey of you getting to know your internal self better, learning to know what you need, learning to know what you value, and ultimately becoming the person that you want to become instead of expecting yourself to already be the person that you think you should be. For today's episode, I wanted to explore the concept of identity. And identity is something that's very important for introverts. Many of us, whether we are doing this consciously or unconsciously, are asking ourselves on a daily basis, who am I? Who do I want to become? And not just who am I by myself as a person, but who do I want to show up as in my work, in my career, in my relationships, whether that's friendships or romantic relationships, we often have ideas of of who we want to show up as and who we want to be. And many of us, especially if you are an INFJ, which I know I have a lot of those in our community, if you're an INFJ, a lot of us can inadvertently become social chameleons. And we don't even realize that we have different faces and different aspects of our personality that we show in different situations. So you might show up as motivated and action-taking in the workplace, but in your romantic relationships, you might show up very differently. You might show up as someone who is nurturing, someone who's caring, someone who is selfless. And that can leave us with some confusion about who am I? I feel like I have these different personalities and these different aspects of myself. And sometimes that can inadvertently lead to compartmentalizing. And that is understandable, but it's not necessarily healthy to fragment your personality into these different aspects that you keep completely separate because we need to have an integrated identity. It's normal to have different aspects of ourselves that show up in different contexts, but that needs to all fall within the umbrella of being you instead of feeling like you were pulled in a million different directions and you don't know who you are and you don't have that foundation to ground you. Earlier this week, I was talking to a client about the fact that she often feels like she loses herself and her relationships. She has a very successful business. She's a very successful entrepreneur. But when it comes to her romantic relationships, she wants to be nurturing. She wants to be caretaking and she wants to have this different aspect of her identity. But what she came to realize as she was looking back at these patterns is that She was doing that because she felt like she had to, that she didn't want to be selfish and that she didn't even want to need anything. And that is so incredibly common, especially for women. But I see this in introvert men as well. When we define ourselves and our self-worth by how much we can do for other people, by how little we can need, how much we can care for other people, that puts us in a very dangerous position, both in 
compromising our identity and our values and the things that we stand for. And also when you define your identity in a romantic relationship by measuring your self-worth in how much you can care for someone or help someone, that's not your identity. That's your identity in the context of being in a relationship, but that does not define who you are. And she realized that she got into relationships because she was attracting people who wanted to be taken care of. They didn't want to attract a strong person who had her own needs, had her own life to live. And they wanted someone who would define her identity by being in a relationship, by being a spouse. And that can be very confusing because in the beginning, it feels really good to take care of someone else in the early stages of a relationship. But she noticed that after about a year, she started to realize that her needs weren't being met. And even worse, she didn't even realize what her needs were because she never wanted to have any. She felt very selfish and very self-absorbed if she needed anything. And she didn't want to be weak. She wanted to be independent and care for herself. And she didn't want to have to rely or depend on anyone. And unfortunately, we attract what we expect. So if we go into a relationship or even just dating, expecting that we need to be a caretaker and that we expect ourselves to attract someone who needs caretaking, that's exactly what's going to happen. So when you wake up a few months or a few years from the start of that relationship and you realize your needs aren't being met, it becomes very difficult to introduce those needs into a relationship that was created before those needs existed. And that pattern of you taking care of people and neglecting yourself and not wanting to receive any genuine, unconditional love and care in return, that pattern very much serves the other person. So it's very difficult to all of a sudden start to need things and to ask for things that can be very destabilizing to the relationship environment. And it can be very scary to all of a sudden start to need things. So I think it's amazing that she realized that pattern. And I have seen and worked with clients who've also realized that pattern of just going into a relationship, defining your identity and your worth on what you can do for the other person, how much you can care for them, and then end up feeling very empty and very disconnected and feeling like you've completely lost who you are in the relationship because you haven't taken the time to define what's meaningful to you outside of the relationship and even defining what you need and want from the other person. And not viewing that as selfish, not viewing it as that you shouldn't need anything. And if you have been in relationships with people who are more takers and who expect you to do those things for them, they can make you question the legitimacy and the the worthiness of the things that you need. And people can sometimes become very critical, very dismissive in an effort to make you return to what worked for them before. And some couples can work that out and they can build a new relationship foundation together, often through the help of therapy. And some couples can't. So if you've noticed this pattern in yourself, noticing it is huge and you have to recognize that because it's really easy to look at your partner and say, they're being greedy, they're taking, they don't appreciate me. I feel like I don't exist in the relationship. And that's all true. But how did you get there? Especially if you've noticed this pattern repeatedly in your relationships, the common denominator is you. And I say that as someone who very much did that in my past relationship. So I can very much empathize with that. 
And recognizing that gives you a huge head start on being able to change that, especially if you have already broken up with someone or they've broken up with you or you've gotten divorced, whatever the the context is, realizing that is an incredibly helpful way to start to change that, to start to get a handle on what you need, what you expect, and to start to be confident in that and communicate it effectively. For next week's episode, I am going to do a three-step how-to on identifying your needs and learning how to communicate those confidently. For this week, I want you to look at your problems in a different way. I know I've been talking about perspective a lot lately because it's an incredibly powerful and empowering tool to evaluate your life in different ways and from different contexts and points of view. The good thing is that if you are dating right now in the dating phase of your relationship journey or even in the early stages of a relationship, if you've already gotten to know someone and you are embarking on an exclusive relationship with somebody, now is the perfect time to look at how you view your identity and not just in a relationship, but your own self and different aspects of yourself and looking at how confident you are in knowing what you need, communicating it, and looking at your past relationships and your past difficulties from the perspective of not just healing and recovery, but what did I not like about myself in that relationship? Not even looking at what you didn't like about your partner, which that's very helpful too. But what did I like about myself in my last relationship? What did I not like about myself? What would I do differently this time? It's so empowering to learn from your past experiences and then to make adjustments so that you continue to grow as a human on your own relationship journey. And I don't think that this is talked about enough. From my perspective, there are two phases of post-breakup. The first stage is to allow yourself to grieve, to feel all of the feelings, to feel disappointed, to feel let down, to feel like a failure not judging yourself and not beating yourself up, but there's so many feelings of grief that are necessary to be able to successfully heal and to mourn the relationship and what you lost. And then it's very normal to grieve and to need to heal from what happened. It can be very tempting to just go into productivity mode and take action and bounce back and I'm going to focus on me. Like That's all great, but you can't do that until you've allowed yourself to emotionally and, and physically to process what you went through and to start to heal from that. And therapy can be a very helpful tool to to go about that. And then the next stage, once you have emotionally processed, and obviously that in itself is a process, it's not going to happen linearly. But once you have enough time and enough emotional distance from the relationship that you aren't feeling so triggered by it, that's the time that it's really helpful to look back and to start to learn from it. And as much as we sometimes want to rush right into that process post-breakup, you can't do that effectively until you've allowed yourself to grieve because grief completely changes our body chemistry. It changes the way that your brain functions neurologically. You need to have space in order to be able to fully process from not just a healing perspective, but a learning perspective, what happened, and then being able to take that information, integrate it into your growth and who you are as a person, and then start to look forward to what you want to do differently next time. And I want to say that this is a really tough process, especially for introverts, because we have our internal world and then we have our external world. And those feel very separate for us often. So 
you might go through a painful breakup, you might go through therapy, you might feel like you've built a really strong internal foundation, and you likely have, but then you need to go out and start to integrate that and make those changes and take action with the external world. And that's when we are most vulnerable and susceptible to losing our progress. Because if you do all the inner work and you build up your inner self-worth, but then you have to go out and you don't have to, but when you choose to go out and to be in a relationship and to date, you have to put all those things to the test. And being mindful of that, being aware of it is really, really important because if you just throw yourself back into the same old patterns, and if you're someone who has a history of losing yourself in relationships, you could risk everything that you've gained and everything that you've gone through and worked through with the healing process. And that's why as you are moving through your dating journey externally, it's really important to schedule time to reflect and to process that information internally to make sure that you are staying true to yourself, that you are building a stronger identity both within yourself and living in harmony with the outside world and using that information to grow and become stronger and become more aware of who you are, what you want, and how to communicate that effectively. So for this week, take a look at your past relationship patterns. Look at where you've been, what you've learned, and where you want to go, what you want to do differently, what kind of partner that you might want in different ways, what aspects are you attracted to, and starting to look at your past patterns in terms of what you've expected from people and how those expectations have led to the type of people and relationships that you've attracted and viewing this as a really positive thing. Don't look at your past relationships from the context of beating yourself up or believing that you should have done things very differently. That could be true, but that's a really good thing because now you get a fresh start and you get a chance to build something that's healthy right from the outset. It's so much easier to recover from a past relationship, make sure you're processing things so that you're not carrying past baggage, and then building something fresh from scratch. It's incredibly empowering to be able to do that and to turn your baggage from liabilities to an asset because experiences and learning and growth are massive assets. They are not baggage if you choose to let them strengthen you instead of weighing you down. So next week, we will talk about the the three different steps that I use with clients on figuring out what you need, figuring out what expectations are quote unquote normal or healthy and ways that you can start to communicate that effectively with your dating partners and with your relationships and start to look at your identity, the ways that you've showed up in past relationships. If you have had a pattern of losing yourself, what the components of that might've been and looking at some ways that you can build a healthier foundation, both within your own identity and your internal world and the ways that you want to show up as a partner in the world around you. If you are going through this process right now, or if you have been through this process recently, I would love to hear from you because I think it's really, really important to share what we've learned and share our perspectives because we only go through life with our own perspective. And I love this community because we get a chance to share our experiences and to learn and grow from each other. And that's an incredibly powerful way to expand yourself and your life and to learn that you're not alone because it's often very isolating on a dating and relationship journey for an introvert. So please share your experiences with me. I would love to hear from you. You can connect with me on Instagram. We are at Introvert Attraction. 
Thank you for being here with me. I love you guys all so much. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I will see you next time. Bye.